Hello listeners, and welcome to Villains, Volume 1, Episode 1. So, when we start, if you could just introduce yourself and introduce your character and what uh, movie and stuff you're from. So, uh, Rory, go ahead. Hello, I'm Rory, and I am going to be playing Deckard Show from the Fast and Furious franchise. Awesome. Very good. Um, and the other thing is potential mild spoilers for each of these uh, ser- series that we're going to be involved in. Um, most of them shouldn't be too serious, but we are picking up a lot of these characters at the end of their most recent iteration. So, there you go. Alright, Shaw. You are uh, in your sports car, whatever sports car it is. They're always sports cars. Uh, and you are driving with your uh, recently broken out of prison mother and your sister. Uh, and this, right. is a, um, this is a couple weeks after you broke her out of prison um, and you're just kind of driving through the streets of New York, let's say. Um, I don't know where... For Fast and the Furious usually takes place. Say London. London. That's where he lives. All right, cool. <laughs> so you're in London. Um, and you're just kind of driving down the streets of, let's say, outer London. Uh, sketchy London, wherever that is. Um, and Chef. <laughs> they, all right, there we go. Um, and in the rearview mirror, you recognize a car with uh, a couple of big, angry-looking thugs in it. Um, and... I'm gonna roll for you. Yeah, you um you you look and you see like on their neck like a special tattoo, and you realize that it's like a a gang, a, a couple members of a gang that you like pissed off a while ago. Um, and so you notice that they're starting to follow you as you're driving through London. What are you gonna do? All right, I'm gonna try and drive away. Okay. Quickly. So you wanna like you wanna like speed up and take a turn? Yeah. Okay. All right, so you like <clears throat> you speed up, you like careen at like a right turn around, or maybe a left turn. That's better right? in London. Um, a left turn and uh, <laughs> I, down like like a one way street or something, and you like come out the other side and take another left. Um, and as you're driving, you see uh, a new car pull out from the other side of the road, the one that you didn't come from. Uh, it's a new batch of guys, but same tattoo, same gang, and you see that they are accelerating with you. All right, they're alongside me. You want to get alongside them? Uh, are they alongside me? Well, they're like they're getting there. They're like uh, the the front of okay. their car is probably getting up to like your uh, back right uh, blinker. All right, I'm gonna try and do a U-turn real quick. And go the other way. Okay, uh, you like spin around. Uh, you like do a sick U-turn. Uh, well, actually, let's see how sick this U-turn is. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you you do it like a sick U turn in a like slow mos as like you your the back of your car like skids right in front of another car, uh, but you speed off, and as you're driving, the car that was following you a second ago comes out from the alley and is now facing you, and they accelerate. Hmm. Okay. Do I have a gun? Uh, probably. Look at my sheet. I can't see it. <laughs> I mean, you probably do. Yeah. All right. I'll take a shot. Okay. At 
the tires. Of the front one? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, uh, the, the other one, the one that was following you is, well, they make that same U-turn that you did. So they're coming up behind you. Um, all right. So you take a shot. Okay. So you, like, pull out your gun, point it fire and it's like a perfect shot again slow-mo on the bullet as you as it punctures the tire and the car um let's see what the car does it's coming right for you uh odds or evens rory odds uh the car spins and like turns so you're perpendicular with it now um and it starts spinning towards you all right uh hmm (laughs) It's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try and go around it. Okay. Let's see. Uh, you you quickly turn, and like as it's like closing the last couple feet in front of you, or meters, uh, we're in London, I keep forgetting, um, you hard left as you're like trying to get out of the way of this car, and the back clips you, and it makes you spin out. Um, but you missed it, and odds or evens again? Odds. Uh, you see that the car that was rolling at you now crashes into the front of the car that was coming up behind you. So there you go. Nice. Uh, but you have stopped moving. You spun out. All right. Start moving. Okay. Where do you want to go? <laughs> uh, wherever I was going before. Okay. All right. So you uh, you take another left and you start going like down uh, away from these guys. One or two of them are dead and the others are like slowly climbing out of the car. Um, but they're not going to make pursuit. They're very wounded. Uh, and then, as you're driving, you see, uh, in a split second, you see, as you're passing, like, a uh, perpendicular road, the another one of those cars is barreling towards you, trying to T-bone you. Mm. Alright. Um, right, I, I'll hit the brakes, throw it in a reverse. <laughs> okay. Alright, you hit your brakes, throw it in the reverse, as... Uh, odds or evens? Odds. You, like, stop, you slide forward, you you drive back as fast as you can, and the car just barely misses you. Um, and as you're backing up, you pass another road, and another car T-bones you. Alright. These guys really have it out for you. Yep. But you just get smashed in the side, and your car starts spinning, and uh, you end up upside down on the other side of the road. What do you want to do? Is my mom all right? Um, was she in the back seat or uh, shotgun? Shotgun. Okay. I will say that is the side you got T-boned on. Mm. You look over and you see your mom just hanging limp in the seat upside down. Uh, she had her seatbelt on, so good for her. Uh, but she's just hanging limp. Uh, her head is turned away from you, though, so you can like try to see if she's okay. But so far, she hasn't moved. Yeah, check. I okay. check head as well. You want to check her pulse or like turn her head? Uh, turn her head. Okay. You turn her head. Ooh, odds or evens? Odds. You see uh, that like part of her head is like caved in. It's squished. Um, <laughs> Shit. So sorry. Your mom is very dead. <laughs> you hear some guys like closing the doors on their car as they're parking and coming over to you. Do you want to check on your sister? Yeah. Okay, you look back, and she's just now starting to wake up. She starts, like, crying in pain, though, because it looks like her leg was, like, snapped by the impact. Right. Uh, right. Presumably she's 
armed as well if I was. Yeah, so yeah. I just like make sure she's all right and I get out of the car. Well, like I tell her to hold tight and I get out of the car. Okay. You tell her to hold tight and you start like, well, yeah, you like pretty easily undo the the strap and like you start getting out of the car. Um, and as you step out, you see three of those thugs with like AKs pointed at your head. And they say, drop three the gun. Them. Hands on your head. I don't know why Are they close together? Uh, <laughs> they're all pretty close to you. You notice that there are some guys behind them, uh, but they're just the three that are kind of surrounding your door as you're crawling out. All right, I drop the gun. Okay. You drop the gun, um, and like two of them like step forward, grab your arms, and like pull you up on your knees and put your arms behind you. And you see that another three guys are dragging your sister out of the car. And the uh, this big guy with like tattoos all down his arms, all like, you know, uh, that gang's various iterations of that gang's symbol and everything, steps up to you and he says, Sure, you disrespected us for the last time. You disrespect us, you hurt my family. I'm gonna hurt yours. And he turns, he takes his gun, and he shoots your sister in the head. All right. Uh, <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> I try and grab his gun off him. Well, he walked over to your sister, so like you'd have to break free of these guys to get to them. To oh get yeah, to well him. yeah. Well, I try and grab a gun off somebody. Okay. I break free of people and grab a gun. Maybe like you scream in rage and that you like you press against the guys behind you and like one of them loses their grip and you start like feeling for a gun, but unfortunately. His gun's holstered on the other side, and then he's able to get your hand again and put it up behind you, and they like force you down on the ground, on the ground. So like you're laying, like face first on the ground now, and the other, the guy who just walked, uh, who just shot your sister, walks up to you and like squats down next to you, and he says, "Years ago, you killed my brother. I don't forget things like that. Your brother deserved it." <laughs> he's like. Probably, but not by you. And then uh, he's like, goodbye, Shaw. And he puts a gun to your head, and he shoots you. You uh, immediately like wake up to black. There is just nothing. You don't really feel anything. You can't really, like... All you can do is really think. You can't feel yourself or anything around you. There's nothing to see. Um, there's, it's just black nothingness. And... You just kind of sit. Um, the only sensation you have is you feel like you're falling, like consistently, just never, not never stopping, just falling. Um, and you just kind of, well, I mean, you can kind of do what you want, but there's not much to do. Um, <laughs> take it how you will. <laughs> but then, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say a tuck and roll into a perfect dive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, you do your best. For for those who don't know, Jason Statham, before he was an actor, was an Olympic diver. There you go. All right. <laughs> you form a perfect dive. Uh, but you're just, you can't, it's just nothing. Um, and you exist in this nothing for what feels like eternity. And then all of a sudden, you see something. Below you, uh, a tear just opens. And it, like, it opens into a dark place, but it's not this black nothingness that's around you you can actually see it it's like tangible and like around the edges it looks there's no other way to describe it than it looks like there's a tear in the fabric of reality and it opens beneath you and uh well i mean i'm assuming you don't try to get out of the way <laughs> no okay uh so you 
dive through it, um, and you uh, you end up landing on this like hard black rock, and you actually like, uh, well, are you still diving? <laughs> <laughs> no, if I saw a rock coming towards me, I probably would have tried to land softly as could. Okay, so you like you you're trying to flip yourself to get into a position where you could roll, um, but you land awkwardly on your ankle and you feel it snap. But all of a sudden, you have all your sensations come back to you. And you look around. Um, I'm assuming you take this uh, ankle break like a man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, you, like, look around, uh, and it's like this stone black, like, very empty throne room. And you would only call it a throne room because there is a uh, stone black throne standing sitting in front of you. Upon it sits uh, this huge... You could only describe him as Satan. Uh, and he, <laughs> you know, classic big buff, uh, big horns, you know, red tail, Satan. Why was the buff part important to point out? Because uh, this is like 90s edgelord Satan. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So he's disproportional. You know, his ankles are broken, but man, does he have pecs. Um, <laughs> and uh, next to him stands like a little... Uh, he's like normal size. Satan is huge compared to you. Um, a normal size, like little demon man. Um, and he's just got glasses on and he's got a clipboard with a pen. And uh, Satan looks at you surprised. Do you want to do anything? I'm just going to be given a confusing look, like a confused look. Oh, yeah. The, the, one eyebrow raised. Yeah, this, the staple Statham look. <laughs> the staple. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if you've even seen clips of Fast and the Furious, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you give Satan this look and he's giving it back to you. He's, he, he leans over to his, uh, his assistant. He's like, who's this? <laughs> so the assistant says, um, uh, sorry, sire, but, uh, this appears to be a, uh, a new one. Uh, but, and then he, he like seems to be like reading stuff on his clipboard. And then he leans in to whisper to Satan you want to try to hear what he says? Yeah. Uh, you you hear nothing. Uh, you crit failed. You start hearing your own blood. Uh, <laughs> Satan, like, sits back after hearing whatever that guy has to say, though. And he seems interested. And he says, uh, Deckard Shaw, huh? That's me. I don't know why Satan's voice is mine. That's weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, what'd you say? Sorry. That's me. I, I hear you and now. It's just going to be my voice. I'm sorry. I didn't develop a Satan voice, so here it is. Um, he says, I, I, I'm slowly learning much from you from my uh, assistant. And uh, could you, uh, assistant, check the, uh, really relay the uh, what's type of death? Uh, the uh, assistant, like, flips through the clipboard and he says, um, shot in the head after a car crash. And uh, his mother and sister were also killed by uh the this london based gang is that correct that's correct and he uh satan looks at you and he like he's he stands up and he like walks over to you and like squats down to stare into your eyes i stare back okay he looks at you and he says i can feel that you have great desire for revenge in your soul that's right i sense great vengeance in you you wish to get back at the at the men who slaughtered your family. A nod. He says, um, I can grant that to you. I've been looking for a new spirit of vengeance. And he uh, he goes back to sit on his chair and he says, Deckard Shaw, 
How would you like to become the new Ghost Rider? <laughs> Don't know who that is, but <laughs> if it helps me get back at those who killed my mother, I'm in. The um the assistant says, Ah yes, well the uh, the Ghost Rider is uh, one of the only members of Hell that's allowed to go back to the top world. Uh, and seeing as we have our current predicament, uh, that could be potentially very useful. I continue to look confused. Okay. Um, the Satan uh, picks it up and he says, You will be my spirit of vengeance. You will collect souls who have done much evil and bring them to me, including the many souls that killed your mother and sister. All right. Okay. Uh, Satan stands and like he pulls a sword out of nowhere and he says, By the power bestowed in me, Satan... Uh, I. <laughs> he continues unfazed because he does not hear laughter. Um, and he, he he dubs you like a knight, and he says, "I name you Deckard Shaw, Ghost Rider." And then the uh, the assistant walks forward and shows you the clipboard and he says um i've flipped through your uh your past history as i'm receiving it and it seems that you had a particular fondness for uh, a certain mini cooper uh as there are uh <laughs> every ghost rider gets a uh, a vehicle of vengeance as well uh we figured maybe this would be your choice okay <laughs> he says uh there are many selections of color if you would like to choose <laughs> british racing green I didn't catch that. Did you say green? Yeah, British racing green. Okay. Uh, so he, he makes a selection, and all of a sudden, a uh, green Mini Cooper appears in front of you. Satan says, many of your new powers will uh, be slowly revealed to you, but uh, this is your vehicle of vengeance. It will come to you when you call it. It will be inflamed when you are. Uh, we'll show you that in a second. And uh, you have many other abilities that will become relevant to you as they are needed. He, like, turns to sit down, and he's like, oh, yeah, also, you're, like, a flaming skeleton man now. And he snaps his fingers, and all of a sudden, you feel hot. And you look at the... The assistant brings up, like, a a mirror, and you look, and you are Ghost Rider. You have a flaming skull head. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Satan sits down, and he says, I have a mission for you, Ghost Rider. Some epidemic is happening in the overworld, and hell is becoming full. It's, be- it's overflowing. The fabric of reality is shredding, and we have no idea why. Um, and because of that, hell is being filled with too many souls. I need you to go to the top world, figure out what is causing this issue, and fix it. Can you do that for me? Yeah, all right. Okay. And he says, good. Go on, then. Good luck. And the floor like opens up beneath you and you fall rolling down this cliffside and then you land on like this like black sand beach in front of like a river of lava, you know, classic hell stuff. And um, oh, uh, also when the sorry, when the ghost rider spirit like overcame you, you felt your ankle uh, like heal itself. So yeah, you fall down onto like the beach um, and you look up and you see all these like these tears in reality, like the one that you fell through, just expanding. Um, It doesn't look like they're pushing into this world as much as they're growing. They're like 
expanding the very like distance of our world and of this world it's not really yours um and like it looks like it's growing almost like it's creating its own space uh but you see a bunch of different versions of hell and a bunch of souls pouring through and with that we will leave you for now and okay. i'm going to send you a new character sheet <laughs> yeah <laughs> satan by the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's uh literally the same character sheet it's just got oh, uh, a couple uh, additional things for for the ghost rider Rory, it's really funny that your thick Glaswegian accent is easier to understand than your impression of the average Londoner. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, it's because I can only do that voice quietly, and you're coming for a mic that is far away from me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. All right, um, so while that's uploading, uh, congratulations, Rory. You're you're a ghostwriter now. I held on to that secret for a long time. I was really excited about that. (laughs) Now we're going to jump over to... Uh, our next character. So, Carlisle, would you state who you are and who you're playing? My name is Carlisle, and I'll be playing Lord Voldemort, the Dark Lord of Magic. There we go. All right. So, uh, Voldemort, we meet you as you're dying. Uh, at the very end of the, the Deathly Hallows, we meet you at the split second when you die, and all of a sudden your spirit detaches from your body. Uh, it's almost similar to in Doctor Strange how like the um astral projecting works um so mm-hmm. you just see yourself fall uh your your very deathly cold body what do you want to do uh, i guess i lost um <laughs> <laughs> does anybody does anybody have any good board games are there any good spirits around i guess i'm, I'm gonna be very bored for a long while <laughs> maybe i can influence someone else to be the dark lord of magic <laughs> Hopefully right. they won't be too put out by the fact that the previous Dark Lord of Magic was killed by an 18-year-old child. <laughs> so you're gonna like try to talk to anybody in this in in this area? Yeah, I'll look around see if there's any other spirits because I assume I can't really talk to the living. Well, like uh, your little whatever your, your little speech there, um, <laughs> you, it doesn't affect anyone around you because uh, Harry Potter cool. is close uh, and and nobody seems to react to your ghost so you probably make the assumption correctly that uh none of the living can see you so maybe like you head into hogwarts to try to find some of the you know nearly headless nick or something like that like some of the ghosts that are hanging around there oh no he's a muggle sympathizer nearly headless nick <laughs> um i, w- I want to go find a pure but is the ghost of salazar slytherin around perhaps <laughs> uh well you go around looking um and you pass a bunch of ghosts that maybe you avoid um but None of them seem to take any notice of you either. Like, even when you step out in front of them and then run away, none of them look at you. <laughs> none of them really see you. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> um, odds or evens? Uh, evens. Uh, eventually you do find, like, in the back dark recesses of Hogwarts, you find the, the, the ghost of uh, Mr. Slytherin. And uh, what do you want to do? Can you believe this, Salazar? I was bested by a half-blood child. I thought I, I thought I really had him there for a second. I thought <laughs> things were going to get back to normal. And by back to normal, I mean back to the way things never were. Um, but, you know, I, was, I, I lost it just at the end there. So, yeah, God, what do you, what do, you do for fun? I just, do you want to grab a beer? Uh, and Salazar doesn't, he seems to look through you instead of at you. He, he has no reaction to anything you're doing. Oh, what the hell? I'm the Dark Lord of Magic. Can I get some respect around here from fellow ghosts? No? My, my accent is slowly becoming Boris Johnson. 
Stewie Griffin. Uh, as you uh, as you realize that maybe no one can see you, or they're all ignoring you, this like pure white door opens next to you, um, and you see Dumbledore step out. He says, uh, "Hello, Tom." Hi. <laughs> He says, he, he says, come, come, come in, come in. Uh, and you see in the, in the, through the white door, it's like blinding white light. Um, you see a, uh, a white couch with a white chair facing it. Oh, plush. I never get these sort of things. We're always sort of underground. Uh, so this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, he... So I know I should be more angry at Dumbledore, but I'm kind of mellowed out right now. <laughs> it's just very calming in here. Well, uh, <laughs> Dumbledore explains, uh, he says, Tom, this, this is your eternal punishment. Uh, Don't call me Tom. <laughs> he said, uh, call me Voldemort, it's much better. <laughs> uh, your punishment is to exist forever as an invisible ghost. What, I don't know what this accent is, sorry. Uh, <laughs> watching the aftermath of your actions, but never being able to affect them. There's no way out. And he... Good. He puts I can like watch a hand some on muggles your... die over and over again. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a punishment to me, you idiot, Dumbledore. <laughs> he puts his hand on your shoulder. He seems unfazed by your comments, uh, <laughs> and he says, uh, "Tom, I failed you in life. If I had spoken out about your tricks back when you were in Hogwarts, maybe I could have helped you. But my silence has cost you your life, and I won't let it cost you your afterlife too." So when you're ready, and he like motions to the couch, and he's like, "We can talk." I I, I headed straight for the couch. It's been a long okay. day for Voldemort, <laughs> so I'm already on the couch. But I am just every now and again muttering sort of beratements towards Dumbledore that are too explicit for this podcast. Ready? <laughs> uh, and he he asks you why you were so adamant about killing Harry Potter. He was an example to the rest of them. The mudbloods, the muggles. He was a weakness. He made me look weak. He had to die. So the others could understand the power that I wield. X wielded. <laughs> uh, and Dumbledore looks at you and he's like, Well, I mean, there are a lot of such wizards that would have been examples. <laughs> I wanted to kill Harry Potter. <laughs> he made me like a living baby for 13 years. It was it was crap. <laughs> I had to be bottle fed, and I had to drink unicorn blood, and I was in the back of a guy's head. And he had to wear a turban, and it got sweaty under that thing. <laughs> Dumbledore seems to react to the sweatiness. It's like, ugh, gross. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> really strikes really strikes a chord with Albus Dumbledore. <laughs> uh, and he says, "Well, Tom, maybe your maybe your anger." was from somewhere else, but you focused it on, on Harry Potter. You felt he was a good vent for frustration that was created elsewhere. No, I think I was disgusted by him on a deep and personal level. <laughs> well, Tom, that, I mean, I guess that's fine, but it means you were disgusted by a baby. He did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't always a baby. When I came, because he was a baby, and then I was like sort of a baby, <laughs> and he came back... When I came back, he was a teenager, so that's fine. I mean, but, like, your whole drive for coming back was after 
having killed his mother as when he was a baby so you seemed really fixated on him until you eventually found him again and he was already a teenager you're making it seem like it's not fair <laughs> and it's pretty fair look he was pretty capable he won they had i hate to say it now because I couldn't say it before, but the schooling system at Hogwarts has gotten very good. These kids really know how to fight now, turns out. So I think it was totally justified, me preying on a child mm. for a while. Mm. <laughs> Just at the end there. For the last 20 or so years. Uh, Dumbledore I feel says, like I suffered for it. <laughs> Dumbledore says, uh, well, it, to me, it seems... Like you had a personal vendetta against a uh, a baby, and then decided to make him your arch nemesis for life. I mean, my 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 main goal was to basically be king of the world. He was just an obstacle, and yes, maybe I devoted a lot of time and attention to Harry Potter, but I wanted I basically I wanted to be Wizard Hitler. <laughs> That's that was kind of my that was my jam. I feel like you're putting a lot of importance on the child here. And to be fair, so did I. But, you know, once he was dead, I was going to have a pretty swish life, man. He, um, Dumbledore waves at somebody off to the side. And you see um, an older Grindelwald walk over. And uh, Dumbledore says, uh, no, no, no. This was Wizard Hitler. <laughs> Fine, he's Wizard Hitler, but I'm the Dark Lord of Magic. I'm a better Dark Lord. You're Voldemort Light. <laughs> I'm Voldemort 2, which would make you Voldemort 1, so scratch that. I'm Grindelwald 2, but I'm better than you. And also, I have a better name. It's Voldemort. It means fly from death in French. Is your name French? Don't think so. <laughs> Carry on. Grindelwald looks hurt and he walks away. Yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, Dumbledore uh, leans in and he says, "Tom, I think, I think your anger is misdirected. I think deep down, it's directed at somebody else, and it's not Harry Potter. Is it you? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I think that person might like to meet you. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> who, who is it? Who is it, Albus?" Uh, Dumbledore stands up and walks off to the side of the of the couch and opens another door, and an old woman walks through the door. Uh, Dumbledore s- smiles and they exchange pleasantries, uh, and he leads her over to the couch and says, "Tom, this is your mother." Hi, mom. <laughs> mom, look, I'm a dark lord. I'm a dark. Look at how flowy my robes are. Do you like my face? I got rid of the nose. I never liked it. It reminded me of dad. We had the same nose. Now I'm like a snake guy. <laughs> she, wa- she slowly walks over to you. <laughs> Sorry, this is, this, if you need me to be more put out by seeing my mother, just let me know. <laughs> I mean, whatever, whatever you think's in character, man. <laughs> oh, this has totally been one hundred percent faithful to Voldemort from the book so far. <laughs> anyway, uh, your mother walks over to you uh, with tears in her eyes, and you can see like multiple emotions going over her face. She raises her hand slowly to your face, um, or lowers it, depending on if you're <laughs> sitting or not. These are very good couches. I'm still sitting. <laughs> she like. 
touches the side of your face and she starts crying and gives you a hug or tries to i just sort of stand there motionless and just very quietly go she hugs you and she's like oh my son life has not been kind to you my poor boy i'm so sorry i failed you yes don't worry i'm gonna get life back for that suddenly uh your reunion is cut short as a small tear opens beneath you and you fall through from bright white light into darkness and you fall like down the side of this like black stone cliff and you land on this uh black sand beach in front of uh, a river of lava Uh, and you look to your right and you see a man with a flaming skull for a head can i just say the whole time i was falling i was going (laughs) good all right and that's where we'll, where we'll leave you for a minute. Cool. <laughs> it's a very good Voldemort we've got here. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, next, Cassie, would you like to introduce yourself and who you're playing? Uh, I'm Cassie, and I will be playing a gender-bent Gaston. All right. So, uh, female Gaston. Would that be Girlston? Thank you, yeah. everybody, for listening to this episode of our <laughs> We're going to call it that. <laughs> Alright, uh, so, Gaston, uh, you, in life, were pursuing, uh, Bo, and Bo was stolen away from you by, uh, a terrible, uh, female beast. Um, and, uh, as you fell off the castle tower and plummeted to your death, you kept sinking when you hit the ground, and eventually you landed yourself in a river of spirits. And I thought you were just going to say, you landed next to a guy with a flaming head <laughs> and a snake fin. No. Uh, you land in a river of, like, other people, but they're, like, ethereal and and white as they flow down this river. And maybe you've heard tale of the legends of uh, the river Styx from over in Greece. You're not sure? Um, no. No? <laughs> so you have no idea what's going on. And you start flowing, and it dumps into this giant chasm. As you're falling, you just kind of, like, it feels like an eternity is passing. Uh, And then you land in a large, wet cell with multiple, like, puddles on the floor. Um, And it's like a classic, like, stone cell with, like, metal bars. Um, And there's, like, a little waiting area in front of it. A waiting area? Yeah, well, like, it's just a little... Like a zoo? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) No, it's like a little area. There's a chair there for, like, the guard who's sitting there. Um, And then... Like a little door. So there is a guard there? Um, sure. Well, you said there was. Yeah. You're gonna take him away now? <laughs> Maybe. There's a guard there. Uh, well then, wanna ask him where I am? What's going on? Odds or evens? Odds. He says nothing. Um, you look closer at him, and his skin is quite gray. You think he, he'd maybe just be stone. <laughs> You're not quite sure. Can I reach him through the bars? No. No, he's like six feet away. Can I pry the bars? <laughs> I am quite strong. You are. Um, you pull at the bars, um, and they bend, but then they just bend back. So they seem to be not regular bars. And then the as you're like struggling, the uh, the door opens. Uh, the three men that pined after you, because they were women in the original, yes. come in and they kind of look at you, and then they start cackling. They start laughing at you and mocking you, saying how how low Gaston has fallen. I am mortally wounded. 
And I... Can I reach them? You, like, you reach through the bars to try to get them because they are standing right at the bars. And all of a sudden, like, the distance just stretches. And you can't reach them. Okay. Is there anything else in the cell? Just puddles. I want to, like, try to splash them and tell them to shut up. Okay. (laughs) You, like, splash the water, um, but... I mean, it doesn't really, the stretching thing happens again, doesn't really reach them, uh, but you, like, slip with your other hand, and you land, and you look at your reflection, and your beauty is gone. You have aged, like, a hundred years, you're losing hair, your teeth are, like, you know, every other one is gone, you're, you you look starved, like, you, you have lost your former beauty. And this is, you realize that this is what they've been making fun of you. I, I scream, and I scream... And I scream. Okay. While you're screaming, it uh, seems to please the three men, and they and they leave. I'm still screaming. <laughs> uh, if you look in the puddle, do you want to look at the puddle again, or are you just leaving it? You're like, no. I don't want to see it again. Okay. Um, I'm in the corner, like with my hands over my face. Okay. the The door opens again, uh, and you see LeFou come in, and LeFou cackles, and he's like, "Who's beautiful now, Gaston? Huh?" I'll never be stuck in the shadow of your beauty anymore. That was weirdly impressive. <laughs> there are some <laughs> voices I'm great at, like LeFou. There are some I'm terrible at, like Satan. <laughs> I thought you got Satan bang on. <laughs> it was very menacing. <laughs> anyway, and he's just cackling at you. Do you want to have any reaction? Uh, I'm going to be like, LeFou, I-, I-, I was always there for you, wasn't I? I mean, I got you into all the parties and... and- and we were, we were, we were f- f- friends, weren't we? You always left me at the door with the coats. And you told me to take <laughs> the horses to the stable. You never let me into anything. Well, you liked the horses. I mean, you, they were your friends. And I thought you'd be more comfortable with them. I did like them. Jerry. <laughs> I was only ever trying to make you more comfortable, LeFou. You deserve this, Gaston. And you know it. And then he storms out. No, wait. Finally... Bo and the beast come in together and they seem to have like a like a hearty cackle like a well not a cackle like a like a, a like a new in a new england chuckle like ha 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 you know they're quite they're <laughs> laughing at you they're french dante oh, oh, oh. there you go um <laughs> uh and they they start both laughing at you and Bo is is being like you you ever thought you ever thought i would end up with someone like you well i i i was once Beautiful and charming and... Look at this beautiful, strong woman. And he, po- he points to the beast. And and the beast just kind of like chuckles at your predicament. And Bo was like, you you never had a chance, Gaston. And then they leave. The, this keeps kind of repeating. The people come in and, and, give, and hurl new insults at you. Um, you kind of lose track of time. And feels like another eternity is just passing. Another one. Another one. You've been through two. Um, one day, the front little, like, past the bars, the little entrance area with the stone guard, falls away, it, like, crumbles, and you, like, look out the bars, and you see, uh, like, a tear in reality open up, um, and, like, the bars, like, the, the whole little stone box of your cell, like, kind of cracks open, so, like, if you were to take the miniature version of the box and, like, hold it in your hands and break it at the bottom... It does, it does that, and uh, a tear in reality opens in front of you, and you see down, like down a side, a cliffside, 
you see uh, a beach of black sand and uh, rivers of lava. And that's where we'll leave you for the moment. I don't even get there. I just get to look at it. I mean, it's open and, and the... Oh, uh, I'm falling? Well, no, it's like, it's... If, if the others were to look at you, your um, cell is suddenly inside the side of this mountain that's surrounding it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, next, we will go to Charlie. Why don't you introduce yourself and who you're playing? Hello, my name is Charlie, and I'm playing Mr. Swackhammer. You know Mr. Swackhammer. I don't need to say that he's from Space Jam. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the others everybody knows, but I feel like this might be the most obscure, even though Space Jam is quite popular. It's the best Looney Tunes movie. Don't at mm-hmm. me. <laughs> so, Mr. Swackhammer, at the end of Space Jam, you were sent off into space. Um, you were sent off screen, and you died which is surprising because it's really hard to kill a Looney Tunes character uh but you did you (laughs) you flew off screen um and as you did so in the real world you were no longer drawn oh that's so sad so as you fly off panel all of a sudden your like consciousness your essence like detaches because your drawing is no longer being drawn uh and you fly you spiral into this weird room with like a lot of paper and like pencils uh and you see this guy sitting at like this big paper and he's drawing the moon and the trail that was uh, the trail of this rocket you want to do anything am i am i normal sized or am i like drawing sized no you're you your physical body does not exist anymore it's just your essence your consciousness is there oh god like if you look down you see nothing gee okay uh I'm just going to shout him. Hey! 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 <laughs> you shout, um, and odds or evens? Odds. You, you try to shout, but you can't even hear your own voice. Oh, no. <laughs> um, can I, I'm going to look at the drawing and, and see if I can figure out what's happened. Okay. You look at the drawing, and, it, and it, you recognize those stars and that moon. Uh, you just flew past it. It looks like... Somehow, you have no idea what's going on, uh, but this artist stopped drawing you, and that's when you came into this room. Uh, you see him pull out a blank piece of paper. He, like, sets that one to the side and pulls out a blank one. Do you, um, you want to keep going? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep watching it. I'm going to keep watching him by also, I want to see what he draws on this paper while also cursing Michael Jordan for doing this to me. <laughs> you curse Michael Jordan in your best uh, Danny DeVito way. And you watch as he draws the next panel, uh, which is the Looney Tunes characters in and amongst the... It's the cut back down into the the, base, the basketball game of them celebrating. You, like, see and... and uh, let's roll your intelligence. You maybe start to feel like somehow... And this is real weird. This is like we live in the Matrix level stuff. Uh, but somehow maybe your life existed in this drawing, and now that he's stopped drawing you, you've ceased to exist. <laughs> I just cry. <laughs> I cry, break down. No tears. I think I've gone crazy. I just want to go back to Moron Mountain, and I, I just want some loot. <laughs> you start to you break down. And you start to be like. If only I had treated my henchmen nicer. If only I had been a better person. Maybe I would have stayed in the story. I would have been drawn in this panel. And I would still have, you know, a body and 
and cigars and stuff. <laughs> and uh, you you just kind of break down in this situation. As you you just spend a long time crying, the artist leaves. You're still just you you're un- inconsolable. Um, and all of a sudden, you hear something rip, and then you are like sucked out of the artist's room. And uh, all of a sudden, you like you appear in this weird uh, stone cell, um, and you like. It's, it's like when um, they do speed drawings and like your outline gets drawn and then your features get drawn and then your colors get drawn and you like exist in that limbo for like a couple seconds and then all of a sudden they're done drawing you and you drop onto the floor. Okay, but while they're still drawing me, I take out a cigar and light it. Okay. Yep, you find <laughs> a cigar and they're pre-lit and you're like, oh, yes. <sighs> and then uh, you look around in this cell and you see the most beautiful woman you have ever seen in red and yellow clothes in this cold cell with you. And you also see that the cell is kind of cracked. And if you look out, you see a black beach with a lava river. And finally, we will go to Zach. Hi. Okay, Zach, state, uh, why don't you state who you're playing? Yeah, I'm uh, Zach and I'm going to be playing the Joker with the most inconsistent Joker voice you've ever heard. Fantastic very exciting all right so joker we meet you wandering the streets of gotham and you're bored batman's out of town uh dealing with some some global thing you didn't really pay attention to the news um and you're you just wish you would come back so you could you could have some fun and you're kind of just walking the sidewalk maybe am i in like full makeup like am i like full joker get up oh yeah everything just walking the sidewalk yeah yeah awesome all right cool yeah yeah. so you um you're just walking maybe you kick like a a rolling newspaper out of the way um and as you're passing a um a uh alleyway that's what it's called as you're passing an alleyway (laughs) you maybe look down and see at the very back there's like this bright light and like a rip in reality okay and through it, uh, you see a forest, and you see a human-sized white rabbit on two feet, walk- with a vest, holding a pocket watch. He's running around, and he's like, oh, I'm late! I'm so terribly late! No, no, we're not doing this. No, no, no. <laughs> no? Okay. You- well, am I gonna shoot him? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see if you shoot the white rabbit. <laughs> Alright, so you, like, whip out your gun, point it at him, and you like fire and you hit like through his ear (laughs) he looks at you and he's like oh no and then he runs away and like jumps down a rabbit hole sounds great okay you gonna do anything i'm just gonna walk past yeah okay (laughs) i'm so sick of this crap (laughs) you hear the mad hatter like you well you 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 look like the other you turn away from the alley and you look and all of a sudden you see the mad hatter barreling towards you He's like, come with me, Joker. My destiny awaits. Uh, do I have time to say anything before he grabs me? Uh, odds or evens? Uh, evens. Nope. Okay. Hi. <laughs> this little man that's like several feet shorter than you just barrels into you and like pushes you through the rift. He like holds onto you as you both jump down the rabbit hole. All right, okay. So, all right. So you start falling and falling um, and you see other items falling around you. It's really weird. And eventually you land in this black and white room with a table and three doors, two of which 
next to each other are normal size, and then there's a really small door on the bottom right. You also see on the table a little bottle that says drink me. Okay. Hold on. Okay, you don't notice anything else. Okay. Am I am I also black and white? <laughs> uh no. You are not. Oh, neat. Odds or evens. Um can I do something? Well, sure. Uh this is I mean, this isn't gonna affect what you do, odds or evens. Alright, uh yeah, odds. Um, you see that the Mad Hatter is not with you. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> oh, is that something we were gonna uh, do? I was gonna I was gonna force him to drink it. Okay. Uh well, let's say he is there. This will be more fun. Alright. <laughs> oh, I'm going to um I'm going to grab the bottle and say, uh, hey, Hattie, drink this for me. Okay. You grab the bottle, uncork it, and you say the, you say what you just said, and you, like, shove, like, the edge of the bottle, like, into the Hatter's mouth and just dump it into his throat. He's like, ah! <laughs> like, he's freaked out. <laughs> um, and then you see him start to shrink. <laughs> Can shrinks. I step on him? <laughs> um... <laughs> You, like, slam your foot on him, but it bounces back up, and he's fine. You see him running over to something. You see a tiny little cookie jar on the floor. A cookie jar? Yep. I mean, you probably can't read it. It's real small. It's, like, proportionally sized to the header. Well, I want it. Okay. I want it right now. (laughs) You, like, shove the header out of the way and, like, scoop up this miniature cookie jar and you, like, squint at it, and it says, eat me. Yeah, I mean, it came this far. Yeah, let's do it. You just eat it? Yeah, why not? Okay. Are you eating one cookie or the whole thing? I just the whole thing, dude. Okay. You down it, and all of a sudden, you start growing incredibly fast. You grow so fast that you encompass the whole room, and then it bursts. And all of a sudden, you, like, pop your head out of the ground as if you were, like, buried as a plant... And you look around, and you're in this, like, garden area. Okay. You look up uh, to your right, and there's a, um, a bush with, like, multiple playing card men. Uh, you don't see any jokers, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> and you, like, see them painting these white roses red. Actually, okay. let's see how they react to you. Uh, they see your head pop up, and they're like, ah! And they jump back. Ah! <laughs> Is that your response? Yeah, yeah. I'm not scared. I just wanted to respond to kind. <laughs> okay. You, you like, try to move, and you, you're buried. <laughs> could, could one of you come over here? I have an itch on my nose. <laughs> one of them's, like, thinking about it, and then one of them's like, dude, no. <laughs> they continue yeah, painting roses, though. Like, they're right. freaked out by you, but they're not freaked out by you enough to stop painting the roses. Can I get out? Uh, let's try again. You get out this time. You like you wiggle your arm, and all of a sudden the 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 soil like loosens, and you 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 realize that like you were just on the barrier of of hard dirt versus soft dirt. So okay, uh, you you climb up. Um, the card men. Can I march over to one of the card men? Yeah. All right. I want to grab his arm. You, he stands still. He he lets you. I mean, he's not moving away from this bush. All right. I'm gonna grab his arm and use his hand to scratch my nose. <laughs> Uh, you do so. It feels real good. This is called being friendly. <laughs> <laughs> they nod and they continue painting the roses. All right. Can I shoot the one who said no? <laughs> you take your gun. You shoot him right through the head. Does the blood splatter on the uh, the white roses? Yeah. Yeah, it does. All right. You're welcome. 
uh, you turn and like you, well, actually you hear like this horn go off um, and you see this procession coming up to you. Oh, I joined the procession. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's walking towards you. So do you want to like run up and join it? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk right up and try to like blend right in and just join them. Okay. You walk right up and, uh, and <laughs> this woman who's being carried on the, whatever those royal seats are called says, I didn't know we left the jester here. You're, you're, you're part of the procession now. I'm, I'm looking around like, me? <laughs> Am I the jester? <laughs> Somebody sees you looking around and nods at you. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm sure I can go with it. Okay. Why not? You keep marching, um, and the queen says, screams, what? Once you reach the, um, the, the bush. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm really glad that I can do a really good Queen of Hearts, but and LeFou, but not Satan. That pleases me. Right, so the whole procession stops. Do you want to stop too? Yeah, no, I like I like do the like the bump into it and then back up. Oh yeah, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. else does that too. <laughs> nice. So you, fit right in, dude. This is great. You stop and you see these two card men who have finally stopped painting roses to uh, cry and try to. Well, one of them's dead. Yeah, I know. They're they're crying over their <laughs> dead comrade, and they see the procession and. Ah, oh, what a tragedy! They they're like, my queen, uh, that that man, and he points to you, has killed your beloved servant. That bastard! And I'm I'm pointing to the person behind me, whoever that is. <laughs> um, odds or evens. Uh, the man behind you is the king. Good. Can I shoot him? <laughs> you shoot his crown off. That's fine. Uh, he sees surprise, and then the queen looks back. Can I pick up the? Can I pick up the crown? Well, uh, first the queen looks back and is like, "Husband." <laughs> and you go get the crown. Yeah, I'm gonna go get the crown. Okay, you go and get the crown. You pick it up. It has a hole um, in can it. I, I, I'm gonna, can I put the crown on my head and then point to him and go, Take that man away! <laughs> uh, yeah, you point to him. <laughs> Odds or evens? Uh, evens. He protests, but the queen the queen says, Off with his head! <laughs> the guards take the king away. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, you feel this terror in reality. You look over and like a wall all of a sudden opens. Like it, like it seems like doors in reality have opened, and you see the black sand beach and uh, rivers of lava. Uh, but you're not sucked in. You're still in Alice in Wonderland world. Yeah, I gotta say things are going kind of well for me. <laughs> Will our villains come together to get off this black beach? Can they discover what is happening to the multiverse? Find out next time on. Thanks for listening. If you like this show, maybe subscribe and give us a good review. Have thoughts for another campaign or just want to talk to us? Email us at awrpod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at awrpod. If you'd like to hear more from myself or our fantastic players, links to all our podcasts, YouTube channels, and social media are in the description below. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you all next time.